Hello friends, Marvin B. here, and welcome back to the IT Business Podcast. We have returned from a wonderful hiatus here, and when I say wonderful, you probably know by now that I don't mean that in the truest sense of the word. I will give you an update a little bit later on how things have been going. I want to start this off by saying I am joined on this audio podcast by our good friend, the original podcaster of this show back when it was called something else, Mr. Matt Rainey on a Fat Tuesday. Matt, how are you? Fantastic. Thank Fantastic. So let me go ahead and ask the question that I probably should have asked you in the pre-show. What was it that convinced you to do a show with me when you could be experiencing Fat Tuesday in the middle of Mardi Gras? Or... Well, first, the Mardi Gras parades ended like five hours ago. <laughs> um, and second, I don't do Mardi Gras. <laughs> I do it as little as possible. The kids are old enough now to go to Mardi Gras on their own. Ah. So I do not have to go. The only one I had to go to this year was the one my daughter was actually in. So that's the only one I went to. When you say in, like she was in the parade, one yes. of those things? Oh. Yeah. All right. So I went, I showed up before she passed. She passed. I got video, and then I left. As the fatherly thing to do, right? <laughs> Do not bother watching the rest of the hour and a half to two hours of the parade. I just walked home. All right. There you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are here uh, to talk business. As you know, this show is basically here to help you run your business better, smarter, and faster. For anything that you need to know about the show, please head over to itbusiness.com. There you'll find past shows, you'll find links to videos, you'll find a link to Amazon for you to support the show. There's a contact page if you want to send me an email with any questions, comment, or show suggestions that you'd like to do. All of that can be done at itbusinesspodcast.com. This show and shows for the rest of the year are presented by our good friends over at Net Ally. Net Ally is the number one ally of network professionals around the world. It is also home of the Etherscope NHG. That, along with all of the other tools, are best in class, and they enable your team to plan, install, validate, and troubleshoot vitally important wired and wireless networks more effectively. I will be having a story a little bit later tonight about one of my past uses of the NetAlly Etherscope, and we'll be doing shows in the future where we'll be talking about more tips and ways that you can use them in your business. Uh, So Matt and I tonight are going to share a couple of stories, and we've got a quick little topic on Microsoft accounts that we would get to as well. But Matt, let's first begin with how are things going for you in 2022? So far, pretty good. Um, I've decided to go back to the office to work 
instead of working from my home office, I worked from my home office for almost two years. Went to the office minimally in that time, but I've started going back. All right. And what was the prompt that got you to go to the office? It's easier to deal with all the goings on if I'm physically there. If everybody really followed protocol and responded to messages, I could do it remotely, but it's much easier to be there and listen to what's going on so I can be more involved and not have to rely on phone calls and messages. It's just, it's just easier. All right. Sounds like you have the joy of managing people, which I may be doing a little t- uh, soon here. We are on the cusp of having to hire another technician. I know I've said that for a while now, but we are literally two domino chips away from having to hire a full-time tech. So I, I remember your pain and in some ways I kind of look forward to going back to it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it becomes necessary, of course you have to do it. Right. So, but of course there's, there's pros and cons with everything. The pros meaning they're getting more work. The cons being you've got to deal with people who aren't necessarily going to be doing things the way you would do them even though you tell them how to do it. Because you can't babysit them constantly. No, you can't. If you, if you can babysit them constantly, you wouldn't need them. You that, can just do it yourself. Yep. So without throwing a technician under the bus or naming names, what would be one of the common things that you had to deal with that is much better to deal with in person in the office as opposed to doing it remotely, because a lot of people are looking at going back into the office. And I'm sure, I don't know what the percentage of listeners are actual business owners. I know it's a good percentage, but I know a lot of them are talking about going into the office probably for this very reason. But what was it that uh, did it for you? Well, a few things I can see. If I'm there, I can see who's coming to the office and when, when they're leaving. So I might, if I'm at my home office, I can see when they're on the phone. Now, I can't tell where they are because our phone system's IP-based, but I can see, let's say at 8.45, I can see a tech get on the phone. He may have been there since 8. He may be on his phone in his car. I have no idea. If I'm at the office, I, I can see if, who's coming into the office who's at the office, what they're doing. I can also hear them on the phone. I can hear what they're telling people. And sometimes I have to kind of get involved because maybe it's not going the way I want to go or the way it should go. Right. Um, So, you know, I can catch mistakes or not, not, not always mistakes, just have the workflow go the way I think it should go. If I'm there, rather than relying on a ticket update that I see later on when they remember to do it or a phone call to let me know even who's in the who's on vacation because a lot of times I won't be told to text from vacation. Oh, I I didn't see you. Well, we have a vacation calendar. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't have to see me. 
Um, it's just you catch more physically being there. Um, you know, I tried for two years. It'd be nice if uh, all the policies were followed. It's just there's no perfect place. No one's gonna. No company is ever gonna follow the policies and procedures 100. percent So that's just how it is. So all right. Well, I was going to follow that up with I just started we uh, with a client, a law firm, that they are still in a very much hybrid remote situation where a lot of their people are not coming in. Uh, they have a few staff that are in, but really no more than three or four people in the office at the time, and this is out of a firm that has 30, 30 plus people, and the main attorney was getting tired of not knowing when people were in or what they were doing. They have one of the case management systems where they can see when people enter time and the staff. So they would do this thing where the staff person would get to the office or log into their computer remotely and say, okay, I'm working. And that was their login, their time clock sort of a thing. And then they would say, go into lunch back from lunch and leaving for the day. So they, they were sending these as emails to the office manager. So we finally decided on a program and I'll tell everybody what the program is. It's called work time and it's worktime.com. And it is one of those employee monitoring softwares that you can see when people log in, you can see which computer they're logged into, whether it's the main office or the remote you can see what applications they're using. It tracks their productivity, and they don't have to send the emails of when they started working, of course, because they can record login and logout times. So uh, we, we've been trialing it for the last two weeks. He loved it. So today they upgraded their subscription, and now they're, they're paying for it, and we'll see how it goes. So that reminds me of something I did years and years ago. It might have been. 15 years ago that a, a, an office manager wanted to know when their people were working. So I, like it, it was, it's gotta be 15 years ago. I had to write a, a script based on, um, you know, the security law basically. Right. So when this, when this happened, right, whatever the login, you know, whatever the event ID is, for the login or log out, it would, it would, the script was to send an email to the person. So I had to do that on all the computers before there was any program that I could find that did this, create that on all the computers. So she would get an email at every login and log out. So she would know when her people were logging in and logging out. Now, just because you logged in doesn't mean you're working. Right. And that was his, that was his issue is that people would log in and the suspicion was that people would log in and then walk away and be gone for an hour or two. <laughs> right. So. Well, they log in and they go get their breakfast. They go, you know, do whatever they're doing. Yep. Yeah. So I still do that with our servers. Um, I do that through my event sentry software where we have it set up to where Anytime somebody logs into the server, I get an email. So that way I can track. This is mainly for the offices that I co-manage or I know that there's somebody on staff that, you know, 
wants to be attacked and thinks that they'll go in and, and do stuff. So I, I have that on the event century and it's, it's all set up. So I don't have to, I don't even remember what the ID. Yeah. I don't either. Know, um, but I get it. And it's, it's nice. Now, if it was just me, if I, if I didn't have to manage the techs, I could easily work from, from home. If I'm just worrying about my work and my tickets, that's not, that's not a problem. It's the only the part of the management part that I feel I can better manage them if I'm at the office. So, I mean, it's just a call. I didn't have to do it. I just decided to, and I'm like, you know what? It's been long enough sitting in my little my little home office with no windows. And no loudness behind the door there? Well, they're usually not home during the day. Um, so... I mean, daughter's at school and my wife is usually gone during, during the day. So it's usually just me here anyway. So, all right. Okay. So, uh, I will, since I mentioned it, put a link in the show notes for that work time page. And uh, if anybody wants to go look at that, I will put a link there and, uh, you get, I believe it's a two week trial. If you want to look at it, it's, and, and now let me say ahead of time, folks, it is, it is very 90s or early 2000s looking. It is a simple program. It's not as sophisticated as some of the others, but it was less expensive than the others and did exactly what this attorney wanted. So um, have a look, and if you like it, let me know. And if not, you can let me know that too. Uh, that's what this show is going to be about. We are going to do a lot more um What's the right word I'm looking for? Evaluations of things that work and things that don't work, both in business and in tech. So just like Matt and I talked about the idea of managing employees, that's a business tip for you owners. Uh, We'll talk about all things business-related, tech-related. Again, this is to help you run your business better, smarter, and faster. So, I'm of the opinion as of right now, I think where we are, with all of this pandemic, I really think it's time for people to get back to the office. Really. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my I, texts, my texts are pretty much all back. I have one that's he, 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 but he's on the road all the time. He doesn't really need to come to the office. He's on the road most of the time. So, yeah, I think that there's a lot to be said for a little hybrid approach, but for the most part, there should be a home base that everybody goes to. Um, obviously, some jobs can be done 100% remote, and you've just got to find a way to monitor those. But I think there's a, a stir craziness that's happening for people that are used to being in the office, used to being able to you know run to the office next door, hey, I've got an issue, can you help me? Or you know, an attorney that needs a secretary to you know whip something out real quick, and you know if you do it by email, it may not be done. So there's there's a lot to be said for that. Right, right. All right, Matt, let's go into story time. So what's on your mind? What's been happening? What? Uh... Well, today's a holiday today, like you said. It's a holiday for some of us, specifically Louisiana, South Louisiana, I guess. Very specific. <laughs> yes. it, it is Mardi Gras today. And so we're close. I mean, we're close today. It's just... I, I don't care for clothes today because I don't do anything on Mardi Gras. 
but we're closed. Now, is that is that normal for businesses in your area to just shut down? Is it all oh, businesses? Yeah. It, it pretty much every business is closed. Okay, um, it's not you know retail stores are open, but businesses they're closed. Okay, and a lot of and a lot of retails. If you're on the parade route or anywhere near the parade route, you can't you can't open because the streets are closed. Right, so. That's all of downtown, and it's you know all of the major street, you know all of the major thoroughfare in our in our town is closed. So it's just it's closed. That's just how, what you can expect. Offices are closed, but inevitably, and it's not just it's not just Mardi Gras. It's every holiday. I mean, Christmas, New Year's Day, every holiday. Of course, you get you get tickets, right? People are working every day. It doesn't matter what the holiday is. People are working. I mean, somebody's working, and they're going to need computer help. Right. So it happens every time. I mean, today it happened three or four. I got, you know, six, six tickets today. And I, 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 I treat them like any other ticket on a weekend or holiday. I, I just ignore it. I mean, I'll deal with it when I'm at work. But one particular, two particular today, one person this morning says, hey, I'm, I'm at home because the office is closed and I'm trying to work remotely and I can't connect. So I replied, and I said, I can probably get to you shortly. Just be aware that we are closed for Mardi Gras. I mean, her office is closed for Mardi Gras, too. That's why she's not. That's why she's remote today. I said, so it, it will be holiday slash overtime rates. You know, I make them aware. It's going to be, you know, probably $300 minimum charge. And she replied saying, it can wait. That was funny. I'm thinking, okay, so you're at home trying to work. You can't work, and it can wait. Okay, either she's going to go to the office or she's just not going to work. I don't know which one. That was I thought that was pretty funny. But the next one, they called with somebody needed to disable an account. And the account they needed was actually a regional manager, high-up person. But, you know, I didn't – I was busy, so I didn't respond. And then about an hour and a half later, she emailed me personally. You know, she emailed the tick support system to create a ticket. Then an hour and a half later, it's almost five o'clock. She emails me personally, high importance. I sent the ticket in, no response. This really needs to get done today. So I replied. I said, well, just a reminder, we are closed for Mardi Gras. I can, I can do it, but it's going to be overtime holiday rates. And I wait for them to respond. No response. But I figure she sent, actually she sent two tickets to support and one to me personally. So obviously, and then she said it was very important to get it done today. But this time it's one after five. And it's a holiday. So I, I did it. I, I did it. I took care of the account. And I was about to email her back on the ticket system that it was done. And she replied, you know she replied? To me personally? Oh, it can wait. Yeah, it can wait. I'm like, hmm. No, sorry, you're getting billed for that. Too late, yeah. I, yeah, I replied, babe, well, I said, I didn't hear back that you wanted me to wait, you know, based on your last email that it had to get, based on your other three emails, and since it was sent with high importance that it had to be done today, I've already done, which is about the email that it's done, I will update the ticket so you can see it's done, but it's already been done. I mean, no, I'm sorry. You don't send three emails, say it has to be done today, and then say, oh, okay, wait. 
Right. Either, either it has to be done today or it can wait. Which, which one is it? So. And, you know, just like three strikes and you're out, three emails, you're getting billed. Yeah. So I did it. I did it. Uh, we'll see if they complain about the bill, but, I mean, don't email three times. Say it's high importance. And <laughs> say, wait. No, sorry. Too late. Too late. Um, but that's every holiday. I'm sure you get that too. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're on a holiday, do you, what is your policy for dealing with those tickets? So the official policy is basically we will only respond to emergencies if we can. Everything is best effort. Uh, We don't have SLAs. Uh, However, certain clients that are on a monthly agreement will make a, a little extra effort to do what we can. So... The bottom line is I've gotten to the point where our phone stops ringing at 515. And if you call after that, we'll probably listen to the voicemail. But most likely we won't respond or do anything until the next business day unless it's an emergency. Now, if it's, you know, server down, house on fire sort of a thing, we'll, you know, obviously deal with that. But we make no guarantees that we'll do anything and... I've actually tinkered with the idea of putting an emergency extension in there where, you know, if this is really an emergency, press 9, and then have a message on there that says, by pressing 9, you agree that you will be billed whether we respond or not. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> so um, I haven't done it yet. I've, I've heard of people talking about doing that, but I I think that that's a good way to have them. If this is really an emergency, press nine and then have another message that says something to the effect of, are Are you you really sure (laughs) this is an emergency? And then press nine again. No, I got to press one. And then the the third prompt is to triple, triple short. Right. Nine, one, one, nine, one, one. Yep. That would work. (laughs) (laughs) Last chance. By pressing one, you are acknowledging that this is a true emergency. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, we, we I, a, I mean, there have been yeah. times. It depends on what the it depends on what the request is. So a lot of times, I will get a call five fifteen, five thirty, and if I'm still here and it's something quick, I listen to the message and I'll just say to them, "Hey, I was just walking out the door, but I I saw your message. I'll go ahead and take care of it." And if it's if it's a customer under agreement. I may or may not charge them, but if it's a customer that's not under agreement, then I won't even respond until the next day. See, yeah, we're, we're pretty similar. We make, we're, we have our business hours. We have no agreement with any agreement with anybody after hours that we're going to, again, best effort. But I, I, I'm a little different. I do tell the clients, look, call, leave a voicemail. It will be listened to, now it, but responding is, a, is, is if someone's available. But I guarantee you it will be listened to. And if, so in that voicemail, you need to make clear that you're, you understand it's after hours. And if you want somebody to call you back after hours or if it can wait, if we call you back after hours, 
it's going to be a, a after hours charge. So I, I tell them all that. Um, if they remember that, that's that's another thing. Um, but I, I do tell them that. And, and usually when they call after hours, I'll, I'll remind them again. If they didn't do what I told them to, I'll remind them. Don't don't forget. Tell if it's a, if if you want to call back after hours if possible. Understanding that it's going to be charged, um, but yeah, it, it's it's just funny how every holiday, every holiday happens. Yeah, always happens. And I think one of my clients in Grand Cayman, I, I think he actually has a list of United States holidays, and he waits till those days to call because every holiday he calls, every holiday. He calls once in a while when we're not on a holiday, but he calls every holiday. It's so funny. He calls Christmas. He calls Thanksgiving. He calls me. He called today. Does he start with, so I called today because you're probably not that busy. <laughs> but when I tell him, like when I call him back, we were closed for the holiday. Oh, it was a holiday? Yes. You know, like four for four the last Four holidays. <laughs> oh my! All right. Well, well, that's... Okay, so do you have a higher rate for the? Okay, well, you said you're not going to call anybody back who's not in agreement. But so, if you would call them back, do you have another rate? Oh yeah, yeah. So our customers that are under agreement are time and a half. Customers not on agreement are double time. Is there a minimum? Half two, hour, hour. Two hours. Two hours. Yeah. So that deters a lot of our type of calls. And again, I've only had, so I think I've only done that once in the last, God, it's probably been two or three years since I had to do that. Now I've had calls where they called like on a Thursday and needed something done that was going to take place on a Saturday that we'll go ahead and schedule and I still tell them, well, it's still going to be time and a half because it's after hours. Right. Um, so unless it's something where like it's a project, like if we're doing a network upgrade and it's a server deal or something and I choose to do it on Saturday, then it's project rate. No, no overtime. But if they call and want me to dispatch somebody or go and do something, that's going to be, time and a half for customers under agreement two times the rate for everyone else. Yep. I think ours is similar to that. I do remember resetting the password on Christmas morning for somebody and we were actually opening presents. I listened to the voicemail. I'm like, okay, I'll tell my family pause for five minutes. I'm going to go, make a ticket worth $500 to reset a password. <laughs> so literally stopped opening presents, return the call, reset the password. They could log in, went back to opening presents. And it was like two hour minimum and double time for that, but they agreed to it. So if you want to pay it, I'll, I'll put Christmas on hold and I'll reset your password. So did I ever tell you the story? I'm, sh I'm sure I've shared this story at least once. So the customer that I fired back in 2017, um, let's go back to, I think it was 2006 or 2007. And I had just done a network upgrade for them. 
And that was when we had put office, uh, put servers in all five of their offices and we were doing replication back and forth for their documents and, and stuff and their case management program. So five servers in five different locations and they did not want to get the 24 by 7 365 warranty from HP, which I pretty much don't even give people a, a choice on that anymore. When I give them a quote, that's the, that's the only warranty option I put in there. But for some reason, I must have either given them the choice or they asked to lower the bill. And I said, well, we can take off, you know, the 24 sevens and make it just, you know, eight by five Monday through Friday. And that's what they wanted. So lo and behold, this was a server where we did not do redundant power supplies. And their power supply went out on a server on a Friday afternoon. So we contacted HP and they obviously could come out on Monday. The customer didn't want to wait that long because they had attorneys that they wanted to be able to work Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, blah, blah, blah. So come to find out if they had taken the 24 by 7, 365 option, it only would have cost them like $800 more for the five-year option. It was something ridiculous, it was something, maybe 1000 or something like that. But they said, no, we want to get that replaced as soon as possible. And I said, okay. So we talked with HP, and they couldn't get a tech out there until Saturday morning. Now, I told you this was in Tampa, right? So at the time, I was still living in Fort Lauderdale. And I did not have a technician that could meet them on Saturday. So because they did not pay for the advanced support, HP quoted them $4,500 for a technician to come out and install a power supply on a Saturday morning. And they had to pay for me to drive over to Tampa to let the technician in because none of the attorneys wanted to be there to let the tech in. Oh, that's pathetic. How could they possibly want to cut the bill on the server, but not mind paying someone to go unlock the door? It it was, it was a weird thing. And I, I wish I could remember it, but you know, I think it did add up to, you know, four or five grand for, you know, of savings for all five servers. So, you know, and this is back when they were penny pinching everything. And I finally convinced them, look, this is the one case scenario where you realize how much more money did you spend than you saved and all the downtime that you had. I mean, it, and it wasn't even real downtime. It wasn't like it happened, you know, on a Thursday and they were had to wait all day Friday or something like that. It was, but in their mind, you know, Downtime is, you know, unacceptable. I'm like, well, then, <laughs> you know, then you pay for uptime to the nth degree. So never had a trouble selling the uh, the full warranty after that. So I've got a, I don't think we talked about this. I have a quick story about customers making bad decisions, too. Okay. If, if I've said this before, just stop. But I, don't th- I think this has happened since I talked to you last. 
customer wanted a customer had a pr- property and they had originally had two buildings on the property. Those two buildings were connected with a fiber line between the two. So the internet connection was, was in the front fiber line fed the back. Okay. Then they, they, then they built a third building on the property. And before they called me, they got a separate internet connection for that building. And then they called me to do networking in the building and run the cabling. And I said, okay, well, I didn't know they called and got an internet connection. So, okay, well, we'll call, we'll get the fiber line set up. Oh, no, we don't need a fiber line between the building. We already got internet. Okay, but I said, but we need the people in the offices in the, in the other buildings to all connect. We need the buildings connected. And they said, oh, no, we don't, because the people in the, these two buildings will all be moved to that one building. Or, no, 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 they were still going to be in three buildings. Anyway, that's, they were going to be in three buildings. And I said, well, we don't need the internet connection. We just need to connect the fiber line to that building, and we only need one internet connection. I think I remember this story, but go ahead and continue. So they, they didn't. So it, the bottom line is, eventually, after years and years, they, they were all in their one new building. Okay. They sold one building and they kept the second building. So now they own two of the three buildings on the property. They called me and they said, okay, we want to hook up the, the other building we still own to the main building. And I said, okay, well, do you want to run the fiber line? No, we just want to get them internet. I said, okay, so you want a second internet connection for that building and another internet connection that you currently have, we'll just do a VPN between the two? They say yes. So anyway, that was their solution. So then I said, well, who are you going to get for internet? So going through all of this, they found out that, going back, they didn't want to pay for the fiber line because it was like $1,500. One-time cost, $1,500. When they were trying to find out the internet provider for the other building to connect, they realized that they had never canceled the internet connection for that building. So for six years, that building sat empty with an active internet connection at $200 at least a month for six years that they never canceled. And the reason they had the internet connection is because they didn't want to run the fiber line for $1,500. Instead, they paid almost $15,000 over six years. Didn't even, the building was empty. I said, well, you, okay, so since you already have internet, we'll just get you another watch guard and we'll do a VPN between the two. And you just wasted $15,000. It's just, again, bad decisions. I don't want to spend $1,500. Let me get a $200 a month internet circuit and then we'll forget to cancel when we don't need it. Mm. The joys of customer consulting. That's like the sign up for the seven-week trial or seven-day trial and you're to cancel it, and, which is what they want you to do, right? Right. They always want you to forget to cancel the trial. Of course. So you get charged. Anyway, they were, they, and this company is, they still penny pinch. And, the, and when I told them, when they found out they had that internet connection active, the boss was like, he, he lost it. He lost it. Mm. He said, for six years, no one noticed that we were paying this bill, but they didn't know what it was for. They know what it's for. <laughs> no, nobody thought to ask. Well, well that must be important. It's on the bill. Well, it was the internet. They just said, "Oh, that's an internet connection." Okay, then what's this bill for internet? 
why are we, no, no one thought to ask, why am I getting two bills for internet? Mm-hmm. It's just, that's bad decisions. This goes on everywhere, of course. Of course. All right. So I was going to share a story, but uh, I'd like to just end with this question for you. I got an email from a junior who started uh, working, and I didn't talk to him until two weeks after he had started. And the office manager that hired him said, well, you know, he's he he's going to be good enough for what we need. He's not, you know, he doesn't understand networking, so he won't really mess stuff up. And you'll still be able to run the network, but we can just use him for the day-to-day stuff, you know, printer maintenance and, you know, helping people with their mice and their, you know, monitors and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, yeah, once we get him in here, you know, you can talk to him and you guys can, you know, talk about what you guys need to do and stuff. So I call the guy, try to, you know, say, hey, I'm, you know, in charge of the network. What would you like to know? And he's all, I think I'm good. I, I, I understand you know, networking and stuff. I, I have my CCNA, so, you know, I think I'm good. I'm like, all right. So a couple of days later, I get an email that says, <laughs> my active directory is missing. Please advise. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> So I'm thinking, oh, crap, did he just blow up the network? But I wasn't getting any alerts. You know, none of my monitoring is going off. No, you know, I, servers were still up and stuff. And and so I just write back, <laughs> you know, what do you mean? <laughs> like, it's like it's like customers say, I can't. My Microsoft stopped working. Yeah. And come to find out he had done an upgrade um, it was one of those Windows 10 upgrades where the remote support, you know, tools. So it used to be oh, yeah. that, you know, you, you would download the, the RSAT file and run it and stuff, but now it's built in to Windows 10. And so he's trying to just manage Active Directory services. Right. He couldn't find where to get to Active Directory users and computers and that yeah. stuff. So I, I logged in, showed him, you know, I just reinstalled it from him. And that was it. But it was just uh, funny because I forwarded to the office manager and said, you know, so you think he's going to be okay? (laughs) They didn't cover that on the CCNA? I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness, goodness gracious. All right. Well, Matt, it's been uh, good hanging out with you. Uh, Thanks for coming back on. And I can't say... Uh, thank you for being the first guest coming back. Um, I did start the show in January, had to take a little bit of break. I should probably give an update for those of you that were keeping track. The reason that I had to take the break was my mom had to be admitted to the hospital. Uh, she had basically started to shut down. Her body was going through her third fight with cancer, she got multiple myeloma, which is essentially a rare bone cancer. And her kidneys were shutting down. Uh, her immune system was shutting down. But suffice it to say, uh, we are now, um, that was at the beginning of January. 
And here we are at the 1st of March. Mom has been home for a couple of weeks. She is on dialysis three times a week. She's on some special medication to keep her kidneys and her blood levels as level as they can be. They are still going up and down widely. She is in kind of that waiting stage where she will be tested with a full battery of tests every four weeks. So I think it's next week that she'll go through all those tests. The doctors will see what what those test results are and see if there is any adjustment that they can make to her treatment. Um, I forgot to mention that she is doing chemo. So she's got the dialysis and the chemo. And um, for the most part, she's okay. I mean, she's still she's still at home. She is fiercely independent. So she thinks that she can take care of herself. But my two sisters and I have to take turns swinging by the house uh, on the weekends. I have one sister that lives fairly close. So if she does need anything right away, she can swing by and and do that. But then my other sister and I, who both live down here in Fort Lauderdale, we're two and a half hours away. We take turns going up on the weekends and seeing to her needs and all of that. But we we are hopeful that, again, this is her third time fighting cancer. And we're thinking that if she beats this after three times, cancer will realize you can't kill the queen bee. So... Leave her alone. That's where we are. So, and, yep, and right on cue (laughs) is that the dog singing hallelujah for me? Yeah. That dog literally does not bark ever. Why he chooses to bark now is. He must be very. You know know why he's barking? Because I told my wife and my daughter, I'm going to be on a podcast. Please don't make noise. So this is what they do. They make him bark. They're making him bark. <laughs> well, they, they did pretty good. So he waited until the end, until I told the success story of my mom. So yeah. perfect, perfect. He's cheering for her. Yep. All right. So for those of you that have tuned in, thank you very much. Uh, the IT Business Podcast is back. We will be on a regular schedule now. This is one of our bonus audio episodes that we will be doing from time to time. There is still going to be the live show every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. And as a matter of fact, if you listen to this before the next show on March 2nd, our guest is our good friend Bradley Gross, and he is getting ready to go on a world tour. He will be visiting probably, I think it's 15 cities this year, uh, talking to managed service providers about their contracts. And he and I will be talking about a loophole that is coming up that may be putting us at risk with our customers. So we need to make sure that we have the right language in our contracts going forward. So that is Bradley Gross uh, joining me Wednesday, March 2nd, 8 p.m. Eastern. I just want to say those are my favorite episodes. Really? By far. I mean, he's, he's great. I mean, of all, and I'm not going to say the best for IT, uh, for the IT um, business podcast. I'm saying it's the best tech podcast of all tech podcasts is the Bradley Gross episodes on your show. Okay. 
Uh, I will make sure that he hears this, and uh, I will let him know. And I appreciated that. He, you know, there's a couple of people that have said that he is by far the best guest on this show. I, I, you know, I try to get him on as much as I can. He is here in Florida. Uh, he is a very busy man, but uh, I appreciate the time that he has given me and the work that he has done for me, I can tell you, has been invaluable. I see his shows pop up either on your show or the broadcast. That's immediately the next, the first, I might even just stop what I'm listening to and go listen to those. Okay. They're just number one on the list. Yours with him. Broadcast too. Don't forget the broadcast. It's the technology broadcast. Yeah. So there you go, folks. An endorsement by the Matt Rainey. So Matt, I will see you again shortly. And folks, again, thank you for tuning in. We will be back with an episode of the IT Business Podcast real soon. But until then, holla.